We serve a good God, an awesome God, a great God. If you can turn with me again to the gospel according to Mark, looking at this ninth chapter, looking at these verses here, starting at verse 14 to verse 27, I want you to lift in our in your hearing these few verses to read unto us, but to dealing with this pericope, if you will, verses 14 to 27. Uh, but I want to read for our hearing verses 23 to 27. If you're not there, please say, hold on. I would wait. Amen. Those who are there, you are welcome to join us in standing in to an honor of reading of God's word. I still hear some pages turning. We're in the New Testament, Matthew, then Mark. We'll be in this ninth chapter of Mark, uh, looking at verses 14 to 27. Some have headings in their Bible. might say, Jesus heals a demon-possessed boy. That's what we're going to deal with this morning. Amen. No more page of you. If you're there, say, let us begin. begin. The word of God says, starting at verse 23, what do you mean if I can? Jesus asked, anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as the people said, he's But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet, and he stood up. Praise God for his words. You may be seated as you take your seat. You can help me announce this to your neighbor, believing the unbelievable. Help me announce this to your next neighbor. Tell them, believing the unbelievable. We're dealing with, continue on where I left off about having credible Christianity. How has your faith been strong in times of conflict? Have you endured or have you ever given up? I'll say this one more time. How has your faith been strong in times of conflict? Were you able to endure or did you give up? The issue here is that the disciples neglected to be disciplined in prayer. Verse uh, 27, Jesus, uh, sorry, verses 29, you look down there. The disciples asked him in the house after everything was done, Master, how come we were unable to do so? He says some things only come through prayer, and some manuscripts have fasting. What is happening here that he's pointing out to them that in the midst of conflict, you did not turn to God. Hello, somebody. And so I ask the question one more time, how strong is your faith in times of conflict? Things were going well up to this point, but when they were down in the valley, 
dealing how to put their faith into their footsteps, putting some suit leather into it, that it got rough on them that they did not get the outcome they were looking for. They have accomplished so much through Jesus commissioning them that it seems that they have become too comfortable and thought it was them and not the power of God performing the miracles. Look at the question they asked. They said, how come we could not? They did not look and say, God, how come we, you did not allow us to do so. They said, how come we could not? Y'all see that there. It's amazing how our pronouns change when we think we have something that we don't have. Some of you might be familiar with the repo man. The repo man repossesses what you think is yours. But you stop making payments on that, they take it back. Can I drive this home real quick? What I'm trying to say here that sometimes we are walking around with stuff that we think belongs to us. But watch when somebody takes it back from you, you're going to find out what happened. And here we are. These disciples are unable to deliver this young boy struggling with demon possession. The issue in the miracle to be done is not that God lacked power to do so. It is that the disciples lacked faith in trusting in the Lord to do so. Can I say that one more time? It's not the issue of is God able, but the issue was were the disciples able to depend on God. This lack of faith has allowed the enemy to cause confusion and even doubt to those who once strongly believed. The one thing that remains constant is that Jesus' power is still the same it was in chapter 6 where he commissioned them and gave them power and authority over the demons and they were able to heal the sick. That's the same power in chapter 6 that we see in the same power in chapter 9. Can I help somebody out tell what I'm trying to say? That he is the same today as he was yesterday, and he will be tomorrow. So the problem is never, Lord, what happened to you? The problem is, Lord, what happened to me? Y'all quiet on me. Because Peter, James, and John witnessed this great power of Jesus on the mountaintop. On the mountaintop, they saw a glorious revelation of seeing the transfiguration of Jesus and seeing the great prophet on the sides of him. They say, it's good for us to be here. Let us build some booths. Let us stay here. But tell your neighbor, you got to get off the mountain. We need to enjoy our mountaintop experiences, but you know you got to go back down to the valley. So now here in the valley where reality meets their faith, we, we too must realize that as we enjoy our mountaintop experience, there's going to be times when our life will meet our faith. Problems will come. There will be some cloudy days. There will be some hills to climb. But you'll realize, as the song says, that my good days outweigh my bad days. I won't complain. So the problem here we have is that a boy is possessed by a spirit. We find here in our text in verse 14 that as Jesus approaches them, coming down from the mountain of the transfiguration, he sees a crowd, and this crowd is not a calm crowd, but there's a problems in the crowd. They're arguing. They're confused. They're trying to figure out what's going on. You said you got all power. You've given us power, but now our power seems like we don't have any power. Hello, somebody. Anybody felt like that before? 
things are going so well for you, thought everything was all right, but when things start going the opposite way, you start looking and realizing that you don't have as much power as you think you do. Jesus wants to know what's going on. The disciples point out to him, Master, it ain't working. <laughs> the father comes up to him and says, I brought my son to your disciples. It ain't working. Let me help somebody out. That many times you confess and profess and act like you're a Christian. But people might come up to you and realize that it ain't working. You saying one thing, but you, they're seeing different results. You say you love me, and you love the Lord, but you're cursing at me. You're, you're lying on me. You're, you're backstabbing. You're gossiping on me, but you say you love the Lord. How is it you can love the God whom you do not see, but hate your brother whom you do see? He said, how am I hating on you? Well, every time you talk about me behind my back, that's hatred. When you don't build me up, but you tear me down, that's not love. Tell your neighbor, that's not love. We need to realize that our faith should be evident whether we're in this building or outside this building. Our faith should be evident whether we're singing songs to the Lord or we're quietly working at our computer. Our faith should be evident when we rise up in the morning and when we go down. Because we say we worship to the rising of the sun, to the setting of the same. Well, I'm here to tell you that your worship is not in your singing but in your living. I lost somebody, that's all right. Because what we see here is that the three with Christ approach the crowd. It says, when they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them. And some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe. And one of the men in the crowd so we're all, and they ran to greet him. What is all this arguing about Jesus? As one of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever the spirit sees, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they could not do it. Jesus said to them, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. What this shows me here, look how he says, I brought my boy to you. And yet Jesus was not there in the crowd, so he went to his representatives. But his representatives were unable to do the task. Let me help somebody out. That some people are looking for Jesus. And they may not see Jesus, but they may see you. And when they see you, do they see Jesus? We, 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 we say the song, definitely come Christmas, you get your Kirk Franklin CDI, I'd rather have Jesus. And then silver and gold. But one thing about these precious metals that when they are precious and when they are at their purest, they give a reflection. And I heard someone said it like this, the metalsmith puts the gold in the fire and he does not take it out till he starts seeing his own reflection of what he's burning. Let me help somebody what I'm trying to say here, that many of us need to go through the fire. And so that we can have a reflection of the Father on us. 
that when they see us, they see someone who's been through some trials, they've been through some storms, been through some trouble, but they got a testimony and tell them how I've made it. <laughs> I've made it. I know the power of God. You can testify like the psalmist says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And they want to know, how can I taste it? You can say, let me tell you about my life. One day. And so we too got to go through the fire so when people see us, they can see the goodness of the glory of God in our life. But when we have our head bowed down, allowing the burdens of life to weigh us down, that people walk around you, they have, they see you have no joy. You give them no joy. You give them no reason to smile. They try to worry about child who you worship. Because how can we say I serve a good God, but you're not feeling good? How can you say you serve an awesome God, but you don't feel too good today? Because I want us to understand that the joy that we have is not based on circumstances. It's not based on the Dow. It's not based on the economy. It's not based who's on the White House, but it's based on who's on the throne. And that's why I still got joy. And so we see here that the problem was that they could not grasp and hold on to what Christ has given them. Let's look closer to why he is struggling to believe. The father is struggling to believe because he came to who? His disciples. These same disciples of Jesus took this boy possessed with the spirit and they could do nothing with it. Oh, my mind. Imagination. I can see the nine taking turn. Let me try. Let me try. Let me do it this way. Let me do it this way. Anybody been there before trying to get stuff working, but it's not working? So everybody takes turns and try to do something new. They keep on trying. They keep on trying, but nothing is working. But look at these disciples. These are the same disciples whose work reached Herod. That the same King Herod. Y'all know that through the work he thought it was John the Baptist. The one whom he beheaded came back to life. These are the same disciples who came back and reported to Jesus that they had done what they had done and what they had saw. They saw, this is what they saw. They saw Jesus feed 5,000 men. They, 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 this is the same crowd that saw Jesus walk on water. These are the same ones who, who on the other side witnessed Jesus heal a deaf man and a little girl who was not a Jewish descent and again feed at least 4,000 who have come after him. These are the same ones that seen Jesus do a miraculous and wonderful things. Three of them were absent and they saw him transfigured on the mountain. But the nine were down in the valley wrestling with the reality of their faith. And Jesus and the three come down to the mountain and they approach the commotion of the scribes, questioning the disciples in the midst of this a father who brought his son looking for the Lord to have mercy. Evident has been presented to the disciples that they are able to do the healing. They have fed over 9,000 men. <laughs> They've seen the master walk on the water. They have demons respond to their voice. They've seen the sick being healed, the blind gang sight, but now when it comes time for them to do it on their own, they're unable to do so. So they bring the boy to Jesus, and Jesus sees this terrible condition. One thing I like about our Jesus 
is that he likes to talk to us. I'm clearly seated here in this text. Uh, not only he asked his disciples what's going on, he asked the Father what's going on. One thing I like about it that the boy is throwing himself again into convulsion because you see it clearly here in the text. When the Spirit sees Jesus, it is doing everything that it can to stop the boy from getting there. But tell your neighbor, you can't stop Jesus. <laughs> and so they bring the boy, the father responds to Jesus' questioning. Jesus asks him, how long has this been happening to him? The father responds, from childhood. Lord have mercy. It has often thrown him both into the fire and into water. What? Trying to destroy him. But if you can do anything. <laughs> but if you can do anything. But if you can do anything. But if you can do anything. Take pity on us and help us. Uh, can you not hear the anguish in the father's voice? The father suffers because his son suffers. I like that. I'm going to say that again. Rewind. Bring it back one more time. The father suffers because the son suffers. I like that again. I have to say it one more time. This is, this is for me. <laughs> the father suffers because the Son suffers. Mm. The father looks at all the might, all powerful, the all creator, the one who holds this world in his very hands and comes up to him with the audacity to say this. Help us if you can. You don't go to the doctor who's about to give you surgery and say, if you can. You don't go to the bank and say, if you can, give my money back. You don't go to things you come with assurance, ask them if you can. You demand what you want. This man has been broken down, seeing disciples that have done so much good that the time it came for them to do good for him, he has not seen them do anything to make him believe that it's possible. And the master shows up and he had the audacity to tell the almighty, all-powerful, alpha and omega himself, if you can. So Jesus looks at him and responds, if you can. All things are possible to him who believes. Whew. Tell your neighbor nothing's impossible. This hurts the father for he does believe. Look at his faith. He had enough faith. Enough faith. That since his boy from child has been struggling with this, that he had a potential, the ability to be delivered. Hello, somebody. Tell him that's enough faith right there. I, 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 I don't know about you, but I can tell you from this father right here that he never gave up on his son. He says, Jesus, my son, has been, has been, been convulsed and been overtaken by the spirit that it tries to kill him. It throws him into the fire. It throws him into the water. It grinds his teeth. It lays that stiff. And I've never given up. Look what I've done. I brought my shame. Y'all catch that? I brought my shame out in the public, hoping that it can be delivered. 
I don't know about you, but there's many things in my life that I don't want everybody else to know about. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be like David in my prayer. I'll be like, Lord, against you, Lord, I have I sinned against. <laughs> don't know anybody else need to know about my problem. But he said, I got a boy that is out of his mind. I cannot control, but I love him. And I'll do anything for him. It seems unbelievable that it's possibly he can be healed because he's been like this since birth. But yet I believe, help my unbelief. So when Jesus steps in, well, look what happened. He sees the desire of the Father. And Jesus has the desire to deliver him. He even wants to communicate to us in our troubles. Tell your neighbor, Jesus wants to talk to you in your trouble. The boy is in pain and in trouble right then when Jesus asked him the question. He threw himself back down. Jesus says, how long has this been going on? And the man just answered him, just said, hey, it's been going on since childhood. But Jesus is deeply concerned about our issues because he wants to know all about them. So he can deliver us from them all. So when Jesus saw the crowd and the onlookers growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. And then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion that left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as the people said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand. And helped him to his feet. And he stood up. I tell your neighbor, I'm down, but I'm not out. <laughs> Look, the enemy fought to keep the boy from the Lord. The boy has no control. The father has faith enough to bring him to the Lord and Jesus, who has all power to change the situation. The one catches, the one who could not the one who, the, I'm sorry, the ones who could hear and speak were watching the one who was unable to hear and speak because of the evil spirit be brought to obedience under the Lord's voice. Tell your neighbor, nothing's impossible. How is it this boy is deaf, dumb, and unable to respond, but by the voice of the Lord? Things change. Uh, the enemy realized that he's trying to do something here. The enemy knocked him down, put him down on the grove. But love lifted me. <laughs> do you not see here in the text? He lay down as dead, uh, but Jesus was able to lift him up. <laughs> lift him up, lift my Savior up. He lifted him up. What I'm trying to say here, just like in Boston. The art of boxing is to hit and not to get hit. But when you do get hit, you may fall. The problem is not the fall. Tell your, problem, tell your person, the problem is not the fall. But what each father has to face when they fall is will they get back up or not. A Chinese proverb says, if you get up one more time, then you fall. You will make it through. Same is true for, to a boxer that if he can get back up once down, is the difference between the winners and the losers. Tell your neighbor, the winner got up. Jesus, after his healing, tells the disciples again, he must die. 
Leaving that region, they traveled through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know he was there, for he wanted to spend more time with his disciples and tease them. He said, the Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. He will be killed, but three days later he will rise from the dead. That's found in verses 30 and 31. Jesus shows us in healing the boy who looked as dead that he was able to get up. Looked like he was dead. But he was able to get up. Jesus shows us in his life that the enemy thought he had him down. Only to rise again. So as we face the world from day to day, no, you can fall, but you shall rise again in Christ Jesus. For nothing is impossible through Christ Jesus. The Lord is mighty to save. All who call on him shall be saved. So we ought to rise knowing he is able to overcome what seems insurmountable. We ought to rise knowing that God is with us, that nothing is impossible. We ought to rise knowing that our God is able to overcome and win and give us the victory no matter who's coming after us. We too need to realize that it may seem unbelievable to you, but I know a God that can speak as if those still do not exist, as though it does. If anything too hard for God, hallelujah, it is not. And you know what I like about that? God said that himself. He won't say, I can't make a woman whose, whose womb is dead alive. Is anything too hard for God? Tell you, God got a sense of humor. Look at the sense of humor Jesus had with the man. He says, if I can if I can, anything's possible to those who believe. Let me see what's possible. Can we go back into the record? We're in the sixth chapter. Jesus told the disciples that I will give you dominion and power over the evil spirits. They went out healing and rebuking de de uh, demonic spirits that had reached the king. King Herod said, John the Baptist must be alive. Must be because I, I cut his head off and they're doing the works that he was doing. Then he found out it was Jesus. Then Herod says, I want to meet him. You know, you know, Herod did meet him. But I'll get to that in a moment. Then they fed 5,000 with a small lunch. Then they got on the boat and went across the sea. Jesus walked on water. They get on the other side. A man is blind. He spits on the ground, unplugs his ears, and he became, he's able to hear and speak. And see. And then, catch this, he feeds 4,000 more people with another small meal. They're seeing this great power of the Lord. But if you look how the gospel of Mark is building up the tension, they're letting us know that this is the Messiah, this is the chosen one who shall die, but what? Rise again. So look what happens. He goes up to the mountaintop. They see a transfiguration. Peter, James, and John, they come down to the valley where they got to walk out their faith. And their lack of faith causes Jesus to get angry, but it does not make it impossible for him to heal. I want us to grab something here, not to walk home thinking that I can just believe anything, God shall do it. No, that's not what he's saying. What he is saying here is that when you do his will, Nothing's impossible. 
When you're doing what he calls you to do, nothing is impossible. We get caught up with this name it and claim it, grab it and blab it, all that good stuff. But you realize here that Jesus says this, if you do it according to my name, the Father will give all things unto you. What's happening here that the disciples got caught up that they thought the power was all on them and now realize the power came from him. And so when you acknowledge the almighty, all-powerful God and that he is the source of everything that we need, we start realizing that we got something special. Can I drive this home for you real quick? Uh, you ever seen the presidents or the dignitaries sign documents? They put a whole bunch of pens next to them because they want everybody to have a keepsake. So everybody gets a pen from the president taught to sign those documents. But once you grab those are just pens so they get into his hand. Not until you get into the master's hand. Do things change in your life? When you lean on him and not your own understanding, it's amazing how crooked paths become straight. When you trust in him and walk by faith and not by sight, it's amazing how you can walk on dry ground between a wall of waters. When you lean on him and not lean on a king that tells you who thinks he's able, Sarah, Meshach, and Abednego, let him know that I know my God is able. And when you realize you're serving a God that is able, even when death threatens you in your life, you realize that I serve the way, the truth, and the life. He is the life and the resurrection. Though I may die, yet I shall live. Can I drive this home? Good day now, Zion. May the Lord bless you real good. But the reason why I can believe the unbelievable, can nobody duplicate what Jesus did on the cross? Science is in the process of duplicating processes to prove that they exist. But they can't kill a man and have him rise up on three days. But only my Jesus can do so. My Jesus was a scientist. How do I know this? Let me give you the experiment. Uh, come here, Lazarus. Uh, he was in the tomb uh, three days. Uh, he cried out, Lazarus, get up. Uh, he got up. Uh, Jesus went on the cross. Uh, Father, I commit my spirit. Uh, three days later, he got up. So I can keep on keeping on and living the life, knowing my God is able to lift me up because I'm down uh, but not out. Uh, I can get back up one more time. So when the Lord called me home, if you're still here, don't worry about me. Don't cry over my casket. <laughs> don't try to fight where I'm going to be because <laughs> I'm getting up again. <laughs> this is not my home. My home is over <laughs> in glory. Where I see the king, there'll be no more pain and no more suffering. I know he's able. So that's why I can believe the unbelievable. As I close, I just want to sing this song to you. It took me back to my youth choir days as I was working on this message. And the, and the choir used to sing, I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the possible. I see the invisible. I feel the intangible. The sky is the limit to what I can have. Y'all can sing along with me. Y'all know the song? The sky is the limit to what I can have. Yeah, yeah, you taught it to me. The sky is the limit to what I can have. Hey, hey, just believe and receive it. God will perform it today. Hey, hey, 
Just believe and receive it. God will perform it today. Eh, 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 eh. Yeah! The doors of church are now open. Glory be to God. Doors of church are now open. Just turn you over to Christ. He can change you. He can change you over.